Good afternoon, church. I'm sure like many of you, I've been watching the news, hanging out at home with the family, uh, doing some other things, and reading, reading a lot. I cannot tell you how many emails I've gotten, newsletters I've gotten, uh, pamphlets I've gotten emailed to me, uh, even uh, websites I've looked at, other church websites I've looked at, uh, people I've listened to online. And I just want to take a second and, and share with you guys kind of an update of where we stand as Berea. First and foremost, we want to definitely be in prayer for the events, uh, not just in our country, uh, but, it, but in our world, as people truly are fearful right now. I spoke to you a few weeks ago at church on a Sunday morning about the reality of the fear that exists in this world. The fear is absolutely real. Um, these people do not have a hope outside of this life and anything that threatens this life or our normal day-to-day -day existence uh, is truly a genuine real fear in their lives and if you're listening to this and you are a believer then uh, we should not share that fear at all uh, the love that we have in Christ should cast out that fear and that anxiety and, and when we do have those anxieties we're to take those to God we were not to be anxious about anything and so uh, we come from a very different perspective, and we should be sharing that with those around us. Those are coworkers, our family members that don't know Christ, don't experience that love. We need to be sharing that love with them right now more than at any other time. Um, but as you know, uh, there's just all kinds of things going around right now about what you should and shouldn't do. And obviously the obvious things are all there about washing your hands and keeping your hands away from your face, which is hard for me. Um, and uh, just avoiding large gatherings of people and things like that. And I've read several, several, several different opinions on that. And I know our state has now kind of made a suggestion of, of large gatherings, not meeting gatherings of 250 or more. Uh, we don't fall into that category, and so uh, we're good to go in those regards. But we want to take this very, very serious. Something I want you to consider, and that kind of goes back to that fear issue or the words of Jesus. He, he told us in John 16, that we will have trouble, trouble in this world. Things will happen. There will be difficulties. Circumstances will arise that are beyond our control that we seemingly have no cure for. And yet he tells us that we may have his peace. And his peace is available to us because everything in this world he has already overcome. Now the reality of that is that promise from Christ is for everyone. We will all have trouble in this world, but not everyone has his peace currently. And so it becomes up to us to share that peace with others. Um, this opportunity, uh, as it is right now, um, for us to share that peace with others is huge. A, a world searching for peace in the midst of literal chaos right now. Um, we have something to offer other people. It is up to the local church, the local Christian community, to extend that peace to others, to shine in this, in this area of darkness. Uh, so many people have their schedules, their lives have been disrupted um, from the cancellation of events to the cancellations of schools, kids being at home. Uh, there are so many opportunities for the church to reach out into our community and help those in need. And I hope uh, to hear from some of you, maybe some ideas and things that we can do as you hear of needs that arise within this local community. Uh, for those of us with families at home, uh, we've got extra time to spend with our kids. Maybe your boss has said you can work from home at this point. Uh, think of all the time lost due to the busyness of schedule 
and all the reasons we have for not doing things with our family, not spending uh, extra quality time with our, our kids, maybe even sharing God's Word with our kids. Uh, all of that has been taken away from us. Um, we, we didn't control that. We didn't set that up. And now we have an opportunity to sit with our kids and our spouses and kind of reconnect in a, in a forced way. Um, that can be a huge, huge thing for you and your family, for our church, and ultimately even our community as a whole as we seek to reach out to those around us. But something else I want you to consider, many of us are, are healthy. We're not of an age where we're really at risk of even contracting the disease, and if we do, we'll likely overcome it. But there are so many, even people within our own church, that do not have that same luxury. They do struggle with other diseases. They are at a high risk of contracting this and a greater risk of it even being um, more serious for them. So they have to stay at home. They can't come and gather and meet as the body of Christ. And so I want to challenge you to look around your neighborhood, look around your community, even within our own church, and identify those people that are missing or those neighbors that you have, that it is a risk for them to run to the store or to do things. And consider helping those people out. What an opportunity to reach out and bless those people that are in those situations. A true way to extend the grace and love and mercy of God in a very practical way in this culture in which we live. Uh, there's an incredible, incredible opportunity here. One of the things that I read this week was this, that we, the church, we need to redirect the social energy from all the anxiety and panic to the energies in Christ of love and preparation as this crisis presents an extraordinary opportunity for us to reach out to those around us with the love of Christ. So with that being said, we are going to meet uh, tomorrow morning at church. We're excited to meet, in fact, with all of you. In times of crisis, there's nothing more that people need than the love of Christ. And though we won't be shaking hands and giving hugs, uh, we will still share in the comforting words of Christ. We'll alter a few things in service. I won't be passing the communion trays and things like that. You've done that before at church. If you were around in 2009 and 2010 when H1N1 virus, the swine flu was, was going around. And so uh, we'll alter a few little things here and there. But at this point in time, it, it's not um, necessary for us not to meet. Should that become the case, we will make arrangements and begin to put in plans uh, to make online services or, or however we're able to come up with a strategy to reach out to all of you. But until that day arises, we're going to continue to meet um, with each and every one of you. As well, I'm going to post a link along with this video and audio to another um, presentation that was given. Uh, Dr. Gary Johnson, who was with us a few weeks ago in our Too Much series, uh, shared a podcast this last week um, dealing with this very issue. It's very good. It's very informative, and I would encourage you to take a listen to that as well. Um, it's an incredible opportunity that we have, and I just pray for you. Pray for your family. Obviously, if you're sick, please stay at home. If you have a fever, please stay at home. If you uh, are at high risk of disease due to other health issues, then please stay at home. Let us know if we can bring you communion, things like that. If you need help getting your computer or, or internet hooked up uh, to be able to watch uh, the service, let us know so we can help you out in those areas. Um, for everyone else, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. Uh, we pray for your safety. We pray for those around us. We pray that this uh, pandemic, as they're now calling it, uh, will soon pass away. Uh, we know that it's in the hands of God, and we just trust Him with that. Thank you for listening, and uh, we look forward to worshiping with you tomorrow.